Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of season 3 of the Wormbrenner Podcast. I am your host, Justin, and for this week, I wanted to do something a little bit different that I haven't done since the beginning of the season, and honestly, I genuinely enjoy this kind of a format, so if you guys want to like and share this and and let me know your thoughts on, on this overall format, I would love and appreciate it. This week, we're going to be breaking down a team's history as well as their current form when it comes to their overall appearance in their league. And the team that I wanted to highlight this week specifically is Girona FC. And the reason I say that is because I have truly been absolutely fascinated by this team since I discovered their form as of last week's episode. And so I did a little digging, and this team is absolutely phenomenal. They've had some unbelievable twists and turns in their career, and we'll be we'll be going over that this this episode. But overall, we could genuinely be looking at a potential new big team in La Liga if things go according to plan and Honestly, this team could be making their statement this season, as early as this season, with the way that their stats have been showing in La Liga. So with that, we'll be switching over to our last segment of this week's episode, and that's going to just be going over the retirement of Eden Hazard, and I wanted to just overall share my thoughts on the overall retirement itself and my, my favorite memories when it came to uh, Eden Hazard. I, I was never a huge fan of Chelsea or Real Madrid in general, uh, but uh, obviously I knew who Eden Hazard was, and there are definitely some moments that I felt were worth mentioning here on the episode. And I wish him the best retirement, but we'll be getting into that later this episode. If you have not already, go ahead and check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner Podcast. If you have not checked out our Twitter, it is at WormburnerPDCST. That is WormburnerPDCST. And if you have not checked out our website, it is the wormburner podcastcaptivatefm Again, that is the wormburner podcastcaptivatefm Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Alright, so for this week's episode, like I said, we're going to be going over the history and the current form of Girona FC. Uh, this is a team that has been around since 1930. It is at a grand total of 93 years old. And this particular club got its history all the way back uh, from the early, early 1900s. There was originally two clubs. Uh, in the Girona area called C.E. Gironi and U.D. Girona, but the di- disappearance of both of those clubs in the 1920s saw a rise of Girona FC on the 23rd of July, 1930. A very short time into their existence as a club, they actually got the opportunity to get promoted into La Liga uh, as early as 1935 and when it came to their first season being played in the Segunda Division 
they ended up finishing in the top spot, qualifying for the playoff stage uh, to get promoted into the La Liga, the La Liga table. But unfortunately, they ended up finishing second bottom in this playoff stage and unfortunately missed out on the opportunity for the La Liga promotion. Uh, with the Spanish Civil War happening, with this being a Catalonian side, the club itself has bounced around the divisions overall. They they had a relatively consistent basis in the third division of Spanish football until the 1980s, where they dropped down to the fourth division, uh, and then they ended up going back up to the third and, and fluctuating from there. It wasn't until the mid-2000s they started to get relative success getting out of the fourth division and into the third division. And really and truly, they ended up in the Segunda division on a consistent basis in the 2000, uh, 2010s. And from there, that is where they got their next opportunity to qualify for the La Liga position or getting into the La Liga season for the very first time in their club's history. And officially, as of the 2016-2017 season, uh, they ended up qualifying. But I wanted to go back a few seasons before because in the 2014-2015 season, Zorona had the opportunity to get promoted into La Liga but were denied by a last-minute goal by their by the visiting team, Lugo, and they would also get knocked out of the playoff position uh, by Real Zaragoza in the semifinals. And so that next season, they ended up reaching the playoff final, uh, and but ultimately losing to Asasuna. And so then finally in that 2016-2017 season they finished runners up uh, to Levante uh, gaining an automatic promotion slot into the next La Liga season ending a 87 year history of never being in the top flight of the Spanish league system uh, in that very next season City Football Club ended up buying a 44.3% share of the Girona side uh, and from there, honestly, the rest is history. When it comes to their overall performances, they did end up dropping into the second division again for another three-year stint between 2019 and 2022. But then they ended up gaining promotion back into La Liga the very next season. And of course, they are currently still in the La Liga season. Overall, they have never finished above 10th place in La Liga. And they've made it as far as the quarterfinals of the Copa del Rey or the domestic cup competition in Spain. However, for this later part of the overall analysis of Girona, I wanted to bring up at least this season's stats as well as some other interesting tidbits when it came to the running of the club. And we are starting to see something that I don't think people have been able to in terms of Girona's rather sharp spike in success. So as of currently right now, they are second place in the La Liga standings, nine games played, 
and they have some significant games in their favor. While, yes, they have just suffered a 3-0 loss to Real Madrid in the in the match week 7 lineup, but what I did want to bring note of is that they had not one but two phenomenal away results. The first one, at least in my opinion, was a 1-1 draw away at Real Sociedad. And that is not a team that should be taken lightly anymore. They are consistently on the top half of the table, as well as they have unbelievable signings, and they've produced the talent, or or helped to produce the talent, I should say, uh, like Martin Odegaard on loan from Real Madrid. They've really shown his potential in being able to say, hey, people should start looking at this at this player, as well as Kubo, uh, as well, just recently signed for Real Sociedad. This is not a team that should be taken lightly in terms of the La Liga standings. And here we are with Girona in their fourth season ever in the in La Liga, and they've tied them 1-1 as their very first game of the season, of this current season. And then we have them beating Sevilla away in Seville 2-1, which is an unbelievable result in my opinion. To beat a team as historic as Sevilla, it's not a small result at all, period. It's just not. And they have been able to produce at a level that not many La Liga teams are currently at. And so to go into that a little bit further, XG is expected goals both for and against a current side. Whenever a shot or a shot on target happens, it's able to gauge or or a, a system has been created to gauge the likelihood that a goal should go in from the spot uh, that it is being kicked. Now for Girona FC, their current XG for their scoring ability, is currently ranked at a 1.49 expected goals per 90. So out of a 90-minute game, they're expected to score 1.49 goals. Their current average goals per 90 is sitting at a 2.1. And that is absolutely incredible. In nine games, they've scored 19 times, which... For a team in their current position is incredible. And it shows that they have the tactical acumen that they may not get a whole ton of chances, but if they get a chance, they will make you pay for it. And with the team's current conversion rate being at 13.8%, meaning out of 100 shots, they're going to be scoring 13.8% of those shots it's not a small feat there's only one team in la liga that has a higher conversion rate than them and that is atletico madrid with a 15.6 percent conversion rate and overall this doesn't speak volumes in terms of defense their defense is rather solid as well with their current conceded xg rate at 1.37 goals per 90. Uh, They have conceded 11 goals in nine games. 
However, I do want to note that three of those 11 goals were done by one team. It is Real Madrid. You would expect those kind of a number, those those kinds of numbers from a team of Real stature. But I'm not trying to make an excuse for them either. And but this shows overall that tactically they are converting shots. They may not be getting the best shots, but they are converting when they need to. And overall, they have made teams pay. And I wanted to bring up this stat. This was brought up in an article by Sid Lowe about two weeks ago, and I ended up updating the information from that, from, from this article written by The Guardian. Out of all top five leagues in Europe, there is only one team that has more points than Girona this season currently, and that is Real Madrid, which is the team that they just lost to, not this past game week, but the week after, the week before. And that is absolutely incredible to think that there is only one team above them that has scored more points. And as of two weeks ago, they had the most points out of any league in Europe or any team in Europe, period, out of the top five leagues. That is absolute insanity how much they have been able to do in such a, a short and finite amount of time in the top flight. And they're competing with teams like Sevilla, like Villarreal, like Real Sociedad. And in some of those cases, in at least two of those cases, they've beat them. And overall, looking... At the un- the teams that have never been rele- relegated in La Liga, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Athletic Bilbao, all three of those teams have a combined 279 top flight seasons under their belt. Girona, in their fourth season ever, is currently above two of those teams, which is insane. Athletic Bilbao and Barcelona are both below them. I believe Barcelona is in third, and Athletic Bilbao is in fifth or sixth I want to say I don't I, I'm not currently looking at the table I apologize but overall the investment from the city investment group which is the majority owner of Girona FC has not been a large amount in total since 2017 they've spent a grand total of 61.9 million euros on the team in, in terms of transfers and that's an average of 8.8 million euros per season. And that's excluding the current winter transfer window that's about to come up. Overall, this team has a ton of potential. And with the overall team being valued by transfer market at 125.3 million euros, this could potentially be a team in the future of La Liga uh, on a consistent basis in the top in the top half of the league if they keep going at this route and honestly this season at their current rate at their current performance rate i genuinely believe they could actually compete for Europe and i know that sounds absolutely crazy in in any context any team that is in their fourth season ever in La Liga being able to perform to a level that they could compete for continental competitions 
is absolute insanity. But the the board and the staff there at the club are able to take these talents and make something out of them. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a ton of stats when it comes to this, and I've actually talked to Euro expert about this as well. Just overall, this team has an ability about them that I have not seen in a team in La Liga in a very long time. In such a short amount of time, they have been able to change the entire dynamic of the club. And I, I kind of put that to the overall situation of who owns the club. It, but when you're looking at a team that has spent 11 times the amount of seasons they've been in La Liga in the fourth division of Spanish soccer. It's just absolute insanity to me that they've been able to change all of that around in such a short amount of time. <laughs> it makes you wonder what they are doing on the internal side of this whole experiment and this whole project. Maybe it is the whole gravitas of the owners themselves and the head of the board themselves is Pep Guardiola's brother. It, it's just insane. Or the board president, I should say, is Pep Guardiola's brother. It, it's just insane to me how in such a short amount of time we're talking about such a drastic change for a side like this. And I am genuinely interested and genuinely wanting to take a interest in in this in this club in this side uh, honestly i might be taking a closer look at a ton of the other city football groups uh teams honestly because uh, as i was saying when this team was first purchased in 2017 i didn't really look too much into it because honestly in terms of the overall area of the footballing world, I wasn't really looking at the ownership groups of, of certain organizations and, and which which organization owned what. And it wasn't really my forte. It wasn't really interesting me at it very much. However, this is this is different. We are seeing on a drastic change overall over multiple different leagues that a system is working, that something is changing in these clubs that the City Football Group owns, and it's changing on a drastic basis. And I, I do know a lot of people are probably going to be in the comments saying that, oh, it's the money. It's obviously the oil money that's being that's being introduced into these clubs that's making these changes. I'm not entirely convinced. While, yes, of course, if you throw a ton of money at something, it can make it better. That doesn't mean that it will, however. Because, I, in my personal opinion, I think PSG is one of those examples that if you throw a bunch of money at something, it doesn't mean that it'll fix it. Because PSG have been wanting the Champions League for so long and they have not been able to achieve it honestly in some cases when they threw more money at the problem they got worse <laughs> and it's crazy to think it's crazy to say so 
it's not only the aspect of that, but honestly, I feel like it's an aspect of smart spending. As I had stated, they have an average spend overall since 2017 of 8.8 .8 million euros. They aren't spending a ridiculous amount of money, and due to the Liga standards, they kind of can't. But it's proving that there is a system behind this. And I'm interested to look a little bit more into that. Maybe that could be a future episode here for the Wormbrenner podcast, but overall looking at this team there is a lot of potential with this club and it's exciting it's genuinely exciting to look at a, a team like Girona FC that have spent 44 seasons in the fourth division of Spanish soccer and now they are in second place nine games played in the current La Liga season and we we could genuinely be talking about continental competition for them. To me, that is one of the true reasons why I love football. Because it is so unexpected. It is so unpredictable. You cannot predict these things. And so, with that, I want to go ahead and wrap up into our last segment of this week's episode. Uh, basically, a remembrance or, or overall uh about Eden Hazard's retirement. All right, so for this last section of this week's episode, I really wanted to go over the history, not history, but the the retirement announcement of Eden Hazard. And honestly, it was a bit of, of a shock to me. I, I wasn't expecting it. However, uh, I can definitely understand it. And there was a lot of, positive positive voices when it came to his retirement obviously with with it being a very sad moment and i i remember so many things about Eden Hazard when he played in the Premier League because there was just so many times of course City played Chelsea but there were it it always seemed like every other week or every few weeks i should say or at least once or twice a month eden hazard was putting on a skill or a move that was just wowing you anytime he was getting the ball he he had that gravitas about him when he was at chelsea that he he was the player to beat honestly eden hazard was an unbelievable talent and i can't remember which twitter post said it uh, i wish i wish i kept that it, it's so sad to see his body it, it 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 was this post that said it but it was so sad to see his body fail him when it came to his big move and it's such a unfortunate thing when it comes to the overall sport of football that sometimes that that kind of thing can happen and you never expect when your big move's going to be. You can never expect when your body's going to say, nope, that, that's it for me. And it, it's, a, it's a real, honestly, extremely sad moment and humbling moment as well that you really and truly don't know when your career is over. You, you really and truly don't know when you'll see the end. And... 
it's sad it's unfortunate but the two the two moments that really stick out to me and uh, i have it for very different reasons the first one is i believe if i'm not mistaken was a game between chelsea and i i want to say it was liverpool it, it please in the comments correct me if i'm wrong in this however i, I I believe it was Liverpool because I was watching it with some friends of mine and one of one of these friends was a Liverpool fan and and uh, Chelsea was on the attack and Eden Hazard was getting pressured by by I believe it was the Liverpool midfield but again I could be wrong and Eden Hazard just absolutely bodies this guy <laughs> he's he in 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 best in the best terms possible, he shoved them to the ground, or 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 defended the the ball against this defender, and and said, "Get off of me!" It was it was absolutely incredible. I've I forget, like I said, I forgot who who they played, but I remember that moment just thinking, "Wow!" Like to have that kind of a strength to just be like, "Get." off of me and still run and i it, i'm fairly confident he scored the goal as well it, it was it's just an unbelievable moment to to just show how talented of a player he really and truly was and then i i feel like this is a, a pretty common answer and i i do unfortunately feel like a uh cliche here but uh, I 100% think that one of the best goals in his career was the battle for the bridge that confirmed Leicester City's title win. And that goal was just absolutely impeccable. I don't care what goalkeeper you put in that goal. They're not stopping it. I remember just before recording this little segment uh, seeing a highlight of it and i i wasn't entirely i i didn't remember the moment entirely but just to look back on that and to see how inch perfect that ball was in the top right corner was just it was awe dropping that that kind of a moment happened and it just reminds you how incredible football is it reminds you it, it, at any week, at any given day, at any given week, at any given game, anything like that can happen. Anything like the bodying motion or, or a nutmeg or, or any wow factor moment can happen on a football pitch. And it can just captivate any individual. And it, it doesn't matter, honestly. You can have the same reaction to a, a Sunday league game with that goal being scored. It it may not get the the viewership or anything like that, but uh, obviously, but it all of these reactions can be given at any stage or or league in the footballing system. And honestly, Eden Hazard is one of those players that uh, will miss. Obviously, he was a generational talent, and to have him have the career that he had had the move that he had to be able to to play at Real 
being from Belgium, it was, it was just an unbelievable career. And it was really heartwarming to see. There was an interview done to Eden, and they said, sum up your career in, in three words. And it was, it was really touching to see. I'm actually, holy crap, I'm actually getting emotional. <laughs> I, um, he only used one word to describe his entire career, and that was wow. The word he used was wow to describe his career. And I genuinely think that is probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's, it was just so unbelievable his career was. And I wish that we got a couple more years out of him. I, I really do wish, but obviously Eden knows his, his body and, and knows his limits. And I absolutely wish him the best of luck with anything that he does here on out. If he wants to be a commentator, if he wants to be a coach, it, it really doesn't matter. I genuinely hope to see him in the game again at some point, sometime down the future in some capacity, but only the future will know uh, right now, currently, and uh, I wish him the best of luck in, in the future, and it was an unbelievable career, and to see somebody like that go, it's uh, it sucks, but the sport moves on. We'll find more generational, more generational talents, but there is really and only truly one Eden Hazard, and I was lucky to have been able to see some of his games uh, in my life. So it it was a tr truly amazing experience to to have, and thank you, Eden. It was a pleasure to see you when I could, and uh, like I said, the best of luck to at anything that you do. And for that, that is going to complete this week's episode of the Worm Burner Podcast. Be sure to like and share this episode if you enjoy it. Share it with a friend. And to be, be sure and pass on the word of this podcast. It's greatly and truly appreciated from, from the bottom of my heart. I, I love making these episodes. And, and let me know what I can do better as well in the comments or Really, any feedback as well. I genuinely enjoy talking to you guys about the sport of football in general. And it's, it's a genuinely awesome experience. Uh, if you have not already, go ahead and check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormbrenner Podcast. If you have not checked out our Twitter, it is at Wormbrenner PDCST. Again, that is Wormbrenner PDCST. You also have our website, the Wormbrenner Podcast.captivate.fm. Again, that is the Wormbrenner Podcast.captivate.fm. I will see you guys next week. Stay safe, have fun, love soccer, and I'll see you guys next week. Ciao.